Hello, and welcome to episode 110 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And this week we don't have like a big topic, but we have a bunch of little things. Uh, yeah, some, we got some housekeeping stuff. We got, you know, a couple odds and ends. We had some information come out about Strixhaven we're going to talk about. Brian's yeah. got some baseless speculation we're going to discuss. Yeah. So... If you want to get at us about perpetual hype, you can tweet at us at Casual Tripod. Yep. You can find us on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG. As always, if you want to drop us an email, you can do so at show at casualtryhardmtg.com. Uh, right now, Kaldheim prices are super cheap. Singles are very, very cheap. Um, I would imagine at some point they're going to start coming back up. So I would urge you, if there's anything that you're looking to pick up out of Kaldheim, to do it sooner rather than later um if you're going to do that please use our tcg player affiliate link tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com anything you uh, purchase after following that link will get a cut of to help keep the show going if you want to support us a little bit more directly you can do so at patreon.com slash casual tryhardmtg want to give a huge thanks to all our patrons love you guys you're awesome if you're not a patron, uh, please consider chipping in, even if it's just for a couple bucks. Um, it really helps keep us going. Patrons get early access to our show notes. I usually post them the day before the show goes live. You also get access to our pre-show ramblings, whatever you want to call them. Brian and I don't really get a chance to see each other much anymore, so we spend the first half hour, 45 minutes or so before we record, kind of catching up, talking about what's what's happened in our lives in the past week. And we upload that to Patreon, completely unedited, raw. What you get is what you get. It's just us. You never know what kind of stuff we're going to talk about on there. So patrons get access to that. I will also have another round of Patreon givebacks coming up, probably in four or five weeks. So if you want to get in before that next round of givebacks, uh, hop, it o- hop over to our Patreon and sign up. Our YouTube channel has been hopping lately, right? We got a whole bunch of content that's come out in the last couple weeks. We have a whole bunch of content. I think I have, for the most part, turned the corner on Kaldheim as a format. Like, I kind of know what to do now. So awesome. there was a stretch of like eight drafts where I had like a 70% win rate. It's, nice. It's probably like my last 10 drafts, I probably have like a 60 to 65% win rate right now. So awesome. So I've kind of got it together, and so I think most of those drafts, uh, there are a couple stinkers that brought the win rate down, but most of those drafts are now up on the um, the the channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be three new ones this week. I already have like two drafts recorded for next week, so mm-hmm. we've got that going on. There's my um, Arena Open uh, day one is posted. Yeah, I did not post mine. It was bad. It, it just went up, it went up Monday. So if you listen to this Thursday, it went up Monday. Yeah. And then uh, I have an interesting start to a historic deck. I played mm-hmm. with it yesterday and it was pretty good. So I'm going to maybe put that in Discord and then start kind of play, maybe playing some best of three ranked with mm-hmm. it and see how it, how it works. But I have a, I've got the starts of something there. Awesome. Yeah, I'd like to check that out, too. We were talking about that a little bit in the pre-show. Yeah. All of, all of that you can find on our YouTube channel, uh, Casual Tryhard MTG on YouTube. Um, we also have, I did a couple box openings for Keldheim. 
I just pre-ordered a box of Time Spiral Remastered also. So I'll have that. I'll do a box opening there. Um, I need some feedback, though. Like, nobody's really commenting or giving us feedback on any of this stuff. So if it's content that you're interested, let us know. If it's content that you're not interested in, let us know. If there's things we can do better, let us know. Just let us know. Just let us know. We have a Discord. There is a link in the description. There's a link on Twitter. There's a link on Facebook. Everyone should get into our Discord. It was super active over this weekend. Tons of people talking about different deck lists they're trying out and talking about the arena open and just about everything. So hop on over to our Discord. I still have a couple pre-release codes left. Um, I think only about five or six of you have you know, got, gotten in touch with me for a pre-release code. Um, if anybody hasn't used a Kaldheim pre-release code, uh, hop onto our Discord, go to the free stuff section, post up in there, you're looking for one. I think I still have maybe eight or nine left. So hop on over there and let me know so I can hand them out. Sounds good. Like I say, so the first thing here is something that you found. Yeah, like randomly I was on Reddit and somebody made a post about a new like magic collection tracking website and I went over to check it out and it's actually pretty good. It's a lot less clunky than Echo. I think we had done a couple episodes where people wanted to hear about like how we organize our collection and that kind of stuff. And I know in some of the finance episodes I've mentioned that I've used uh, Echo MTG as my like collection management database software, whatever. And that has a lot of really powerful like financial tools in it, but it kind of bogs everything down also that makes it a little tricky to use. This new one that I found is called Magic Manager and the interface is much, 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 much better. And the big selling point that this guy had was that it was like designed to be on mobile. So that was one of the problems that I had with Echo is that whenever I loaded their app or their website on mobile, like my collection, I don't know if my collection was just too big and it didn't like transfer correctly or whatever, but I couldn't ever get it to work right on mobile. Um, I haven't tried it on mobile yet. I'm still working on getting, you know, some cards in there, but that was the, I actually talked to the guy on discord and that was one of the things that he prioritized was making everything work on mobile. So it works on tablet or phone or whatever. It's just like some guy, a magic player, who had some free time because of the lockdowns and made his own collection management software. Um, so it's, it's magicmanager.cards. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's uh, I think they give you 2,000 cards for free. Like They, they let you store 2,000 cards for free. And then if you need more than that, it's um, like I think there's a tier at $1.50 and a tier at 5 bucks. But they're both cheaper than like paying Echo. Gotcha. So I'm still working on getting cards in there. So I don't have like my head's not wrapped around the whole functionality of it yet. But it it does seem to be a lot more user friendly than Echo was. Okay, that's good. Yeah. One day I'll probably put my cards into something. One day. <laughs> the guy seems super cool, which is a bonus. Yeah. And uh, like I said, I spent a little bit of time talking with him this weekend on Discord. He's pretty receptive to feedback and. I gave him some suggestions for features that I would like to see. So hopefully he implements some of them. Awesome. 
Yeah. So, the next thing is something that maybe is why you are listening to our podcast now. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people came here because of these sorts of episodes. Yeah, so we have the new Challenger decks uh, coming yeah. out. Yeah, like and they were two weeks ago, and there's actual zero people talking about them. Yeah, the the problem and what we were talking about in the pre-show was like, where are you playing these cards for the next six months? Like, right. who needs a pre-built paper standard deck? Yeah, nobody. Right, like, if these were on Arena, then that would be totally different. Yeah. But the fact that they're not... Like just kind of like lowers their overall like value, because mm -hmm. you're gonna buy this and the cards are gonna rotate probably before you get to like play in person. Yeah, I can't imagine that Wizards is gonna lift their uh, WPN restrictions before the standard rotation. Yeah, I feel like this is just a we have Challenger decks on the schedule. Yeah, we have to make Challenger decks because they're on the schedule. Yeah, so. Okay, send out challenger decks. And the turnaround yeah. time on these is relatively short. Like it's usually the the fall pro tour or whatever yeah. thing it was called. So yep. it's like a six month turnaround time. Mm -hmm. So I think it was just like, well, we told people we we're gonna make these. I guess we should make these. Yeah. I was going through the list a little bit and one of the things that we talk about when we cover these challenger decks is how much value is in them. I really don't think there's a whole lot of value in these and the sorts of cards that they included for like the quote money cards in these, I don't think are cards that are going to hold up very well to having a increased supply and then everything rotating. Yeah. So I, I really don't think for the long term these are going to be worth anything. And like you said, said there's no reason to buy them to play paper magic so if you can't play paper magic with them and they're not worth it monetarily in the long run i really don't think there's any reason for these products to exist other than they said they were going to make them so they are yeah i mean i think they can hopefully exist next year but like this is not the year for a paper pre-constructed deck to get people into magic oh no i 100 percent agree like i i love the idea challenger decks a couple of improvements i could think of to make them better but i love the idea of them as like a product that's built for getting people into a little bit more competitive magic i'm on board i, I just really i think the timing's bad and the value's bad this time yeah so and, just um the quote-unquote money cards some of them have the modal double face mythic lands yeah so if you were looking to get those and you hadn't got them already, wait. Yeah. Um, yeah. Price come down on them. Yeah. Embercleave. If like, you're like, I want to play pioneer and I want to Embercleave people. There's one in mm -hmm. there. Wait. Yeah. Uh, I think the other cards you mentioned, none of them are like really that expensive. No, they're like the red deck has bone crushers and tour brands that are like a dollar a piece. Yeah. And an Embercleave that, like I said, come rotation, the price is going to come down on, especially since it's being reprinted here. Um, the red one has Shatter Skull Smashing. I think they're like six or seven bucks. But even if you add all that up, I don't think it's much more than like you would pay face value for this. 
And these are all prices like right now, like the prices, these singles are going to come down after these get out into the wild. And I actually think that that's the best value out of all of them. Is the Money wise is the red one. The, uh, the green one has a couple stone coil serpents and some turn timber symbiosis. Yeah. Like, that's, that's about it. This is, I think where you wait to like buy your, you know, mythic, bolt lands for your like modern char belcher deck yeah oh i guess the the blue white one's not too bad because the blue white one has a shark typhoon yeah which is probably 15 dollars still yeah it's showing 12 right here yeah it also has two skyclave apparitions in the sideboard that i didn't see earlier yeah so i mean again like this is going to bring those prices down i think probably just buying the singles that you want out of it yeah, is no, where absolutely. you want to be. Yeah. So if, I agree. If we are a hundred percent wrong and mm-hmm. you want us to like try to make these decks better on a budget, mm-hmm. let us know. Mm-hmm. But I think that you guys are probably the same but we are that you're not gonna just buy this product to have it like rotate on you right. in six months where you're like gonna get like no games in with it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah but if so we're, wrong, we're, we're gonna skip our normal normal review unless you guys want us to. Yeah, unless you guys specifically say anything, because yep. we don't see we don't see the value in it this year. Yep. Would you like to talk arena open? Would I like to, or am I going to? It's on the show notes, so <laughs> it's up okay. to you. Yeah, my experience wasn't great. The first pool that I opened had some pretty good bombs in it but had actual zero removal cards and the bombs were pretty late game. So I didn't really have any way to bridge from like the mid to late game. As such, I went two and three. (laughs) Um, I also had some pretty poor play. I, I ran the first one early in the morning. I think I was still half asleep, having my cup of coffee that probably led to some of it, but, there were some pretty obvious punts. Like I think one game I died to an onboard like trick that I shouldn't have ever, or I should have seen from a mile away. So it was just bad, but I had talked it up a little bit. So I ran through a second one, hoping to record it and get a video out for you guys. And my pool was slightly better. Uh, still was really light on removal. I think I had a frostbite and uh, bind the monsters if i remember correctly Ugh. so like basically no removal i played a little bit better my bombs were a little bit more mid-rangey so i wasn't as stuck with my pool because like i had things to do at least but then i picked up my second loss because my opponent played a burning rune demon tutored up two removal spells so i had to give him one and then they suited it up with a draugr helm and promptly killed me and then the very next game, my opponent cast a burning rune demon, tutored up two removal spells, suited it up with a Draugr helm, and killed me. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So the games weren't they weren't great games. I don't think there was anything particularly interesting about them. So I didn't bother posting it. I didn't didn't really see the point. I guess. Well, I had a little bit better luck than you. Yeah, I did record mine. I think I had a few good games. 
There's also a colossal punt that I, I am still thinking about now. And <laughs> editing the video just like reopened the wound. And I was like, oh, why? There's even a note in the video that just says, I've been thinking about this decision for days. Um, <laughs> so my pool had a reasonable amount of removal. Like uh, I had like two binding the old gods. Yeah. Bound in gold. A bond of gold and something, uh, uh, to battle for Skimfar. Okay. Uh, struggle for Skimfar, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, but my rares were abysmal. So on the podcast, I was like, yeah, you know, what happens if you like open your sealed pool and it's the double rare land sealed pool? Mm hmm. Well, what happens is you have to play it, I found out. <laughs> so I had two two rare lands. Yeah. Halvar unites the elves, which is stone unplayable, like has no text unless you have 10 elves in your deck. Right. And then the green-white rare saga mm -hmm. that I have tried to play in draft, and it's awful. Yeah. And I was like, well, I can't ever in a million years play those. Yeah. Uh, so I had two rare lands, the 2-2 two -two with first strike mm -hmm. that ha uh, can make a dragon. Yep. And was my other one good? Oh, Battle of Frost and Fire. So you mm. may have heard I said I had a bonding gold uh, to um, binding the old gods and a Battle of Frost and Fire. That's yeah. all the colors, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> all of them. Colors. So we played all the colors and got horrifically punished once for playing all the colors. Yeah. Got rewarded for playing all the colors and casting powerful stuff once or twice. But it was it was pretty good. I think it's worth worth a watch. You can okay. watch me punt away my uh, uh, my one game, but yeah, I think it was all right. Uh, you know, I think for the most part the games were interesting. So. Yeah. Hopefully you guys will agree. I mentioned in the video that I played a few games in the morning to do my dailies, so I had enough gold <laughs> because I just paid in gold. Yeah. Uh, because like apparently paying in gold was cheaper. Yeah, that's was it LR that was saying that. Yeah, that like the the conversion rate is like one hundred gold is fifteen gems. Mm -hmm. So it worked out to be cheaper. So yeah. I was like, well. This is two, basically it's kind of like this is two drafts worth of gold mm -hmm. or three drafts worth of gems. Yeah. I guess I'm going to spend two drafts worth of uh, gold. Mm -hmm. So it was worth it. Give it a watch. And uh, like I said, you can you can ride the roller coaster with me. <laughs> roller coaster of emotions. Roller coaster of emotions for sure. Yeah. All right, so next thing up is something that normally at this point in, like, the set cycle would be crazy unconfirmed leaks. But instead, <laughs> Wizards actually just started spoiling Strixhaven's cards. Wait, what happened to Time of Spiral Remastered? They're going to start spoiling that next week or this week. But that week. comes out first, doesn't it? It does. I don't know what they were doing. Oh, man. They were like... They're like, you know what? We should strict save them. Well, so the only thing I can think is I saw like a tweet from Morrow 
saying that like this is magic's take on a wizard school it's not just a reskin of another product which i think was like we just didn't like (laughs) you know turn ravenclaw into golgari and call it good yeah right so i think that maybe like that was all kind of like coordinated maybe but like yeah i don't understand why in a million years you would like spoil start showing cards from your set that doesn't come out in like for two and a half months Mm -hmm. before you have a start spoiling a set that comes out like in two and a half weeks yeah three weeks i think like we're we're pretty locked in and i think Mm -hmm. our listeners are probably more locked in than like the the mythical like casual magic player right yeah i mean they, they kind of have us to thank for that yeah but right if you're like that casual magic player yeah and you see like oh these cool new cards that you're interested in like you almost kind of fall into the trap of like oh they must be in these time spiral packs because that's the next set that comes out <laughs> right like if yeah. you're like you're not really paying attention you're not like looking at set right. symbols you just see like cards yeah and you're like oh I want to get some of that card. It must yeah. be in this time spiral pack. And it's a hundred percent not right. It just doesn't seem like it makes like any sense to do it like this, but they yeah. have. Well, I, I think like thinking back about how they've been doing stuff the last year or so, I feel like they're trying to put us in like perpetual spoiler season. Yeah. This is something that like a lot of content creators that aren't us have yeah. talked about is just like, you can't ever not have like spoilers and people talking about the game. Right. It's similar to like sports in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Right. There's a lot of talk that like, you know, like ba- basketball in particular, mm-hmm. like there's never like really a lull. Right. right. You do. You do the season. Mm-hmm. The playoffs are done. And then like two weeks later, there's the draft. Mm-hmm. And then like two weeks after that, you have free agency. Right. And then a month after that or a month and a half, you have training camp. So there's really no prolonged period. Where there's where, nothing going on. Where there's nothing going on in that sport. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, think if you follow like you know, uh, football, right. It's like season Super Bowl. There's a little bit of a lull now, but there's still like oh, free agency and stuff, and it just is constantly going. It feels like Magic is trying to have that thing where there's never not a time where you're thinking about Magic cards. Like, you always just have to be like, here are more cards. Yeah. I also Shoved in your face. I also wonder, like, is Standard... I haven't played any Standard. Mm -hmm. And Standard... Played a little bit does not seem like it's in the greatest place when like everyone's just like running to cast the Sultai ultimatum. Um, I mean, I haven't been casting the Sultai ultimatum and I feel like I'm not doing terribly. Okay. But just in terms of like, like is like, is standard not doing well? So they're like, Hey, look, there's new cards. This is like part of a bigger strategy, and it's probably what you're saying, where they just always want there to be like buzz about the game. Yeah. But I feel like you're two weeks out from your set release. <laughs> well, I mean, you're also two weeks out from the previous set release. 
Like, Keldheim just came out. Well, that's what I meant. Like, Keldheim just came yeah. out. Like, how was there not buzz? And it was going into, like, the arena open weekend. Like, right. the buzziest. And it was the first limited one. Yeah. I felt like there was a lot of buzz about the arena open. Mm-hmm. And to be like, oh, hey, by the way, let's step on that. And right. talk Strixhaven. Strixhaven. Yeah. Like, what are they going to spoil two weeks after Time Spiral Remastered? <laughs> like, they're going to be like, hey. I don't know. Pioneer Masters. Pioneer Masters, here you go. Just be like, oh my god, yeah. just just stop. So, we have Strixhaven. They swear to us it's not Magical Harry Potter. Or Magic the Gathering Harry Potter. Even though it kind of is, right? Even though, yeah, it kind of feels like very much like... I How much you have... bet we get a sorting fibblethip? <laughs> a sorting fibblethip? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like a weird homunculus you put on your head and it tells you where you go? Well, I mean, you don't necessarily have to put him on your head. He can sit on a stool at one point. This is this is fair. But he's like really bad at his job. He just puts you in the wrong house because he's lost. <laughs> yeah. But I do not have an encyclopedic knowledge of all books. But if I were to say to you wizard school mm-hmm. there is exactly one ip that comes up <laughs> one yeah i don't feel like there was this long history in it like literature about the wizard school before a certain she who shall not be named um <laughs> wrote a series of books yeah. about a wizard school so I know you don't want it to be like, like, oh, no, it's not actually a riff on Harry Potter, but it's 100% a riff on Harry Potter. Yeah. Right? Like, there's no getting around it. I don't know. I don't. I can't think of, like, another example where, like, there's clearly only, like, one thing like this in the, in the like, collective consciousness of the world. Right. And I mean, then, it's certainly the biggest and the most recent. Yeah. I mean, it'd be like if they did, you know, something that's like this very much feels like the Avengers. Yeah. But we swear to God, this is our take on superheroes. This is not a reskinning of some <laughs> other superhero property. But that's, that guy's got ears and a cape, though. Yeah, he does. <laughs> like this, this guy, this guy, his name is captain zendikar this is, <laughs> and he his shield is he drawn shaped and he throws it and it comes back mm, oh it's gideon yeah it's gideon <laughs> yeah and we we swear that toralf is not exactly 100 percent thor yeah with a hammer that he throws and returns right yeah so they're giving us magic harry potter whether yeah. they like it or not i'm yes they are it's that's what this is. Creative can say whatever they want, but sure. I have eyes. Yep. <laughs> and I have a collection of eight movies in my home. I know what's up. And some books too, I'd imagine. Oh yeah, I guess the wife has the books. I'm not literate, so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. Literate chemistry professor. Yeah, man. I just I just draw pictures. <laughs> Someone in class today was like, "This is a lot more words than we're used to drawing or writing." I was like, "I know." We'll get back to drawing pictures here in a little bit. All right. So we have our wizarding school. And Mm -hmm. 
Did they actually call them houses? I believe they did call them houses. Not Harry Potter at all. Uh, there are five houses. No, 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 no. They called them... Uh, they're schools in the college? Or uh, are they so, colleges so it's a college? It's, yeah. No, it's a college, and the colleges have schools within them, is how like universities are set up. Yeah. So there's anyway. there's a college and with schools in it. Right. Which, okay. So these are schools in the college. Okay, so not houses. So okay, they they avoided that pitfall. <laughs> I mean, barely. Yeah, you you know houses got pitched, and someone was like, no. No, 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 no. We're gonna get sued for that. Yeah, we're gonna get sued. Who's the hero? Barry Hopper. <laughs> mm, can't can't do that one. All right, so we have the five schools, colleges. Colleges. The five yep, colleges. The five colleges. Okay. Yep. And you have the the Lorehold, which is red white. Right. They described these as historians or archaeologists. Um, so they're people that are studying the past, I guess. Okay. And then we have Prismari, which are blue red. And these were the performance artists. Is the okay. way that wizards describe the school. Blue green is Quandrix. Okay. And they're mathemagicians. Someone should get fired for that. Yeah. That is like. <laughs> That's not my word. That's their word. They're that mathemagicians. Is, that is someone who off the cuff made a pun mm-hmm. and then no one came up with anything better. <laughs> there was like. I ah. bet you nobody laughed either. Yeah. Mathemagicians, and they everyone was just like, eh. uh, and then three hours later, that brainstorming session, they were like, "Oh my god, mathemagicians is all we have." Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, mathemagicians. Yeah. The silver quill is white and black, and they are like literary, I guess, or like English majors, or like I don't know okay. what you would call them. Um, the article references poetry and insults as their form of magic. So this is just like the magic version of the Eminem diss track. Uh, I guess so. Just just rapping, <laughs> just spitting hot bars and insulting people the whole time. Well, like I was trying to think in my head what kind of magic like an insult would be. I mean, your I- mother was a hamster, and your father smells of elderberries. I mean. Sure. Like, what, what does that do to somebody, though? I mean, it hurts them emotionally. <laughs> Years of being the Catholic school kid on the public school bus, I can tell you, it hurts them emotionally. <laughs> Sticks and stones, buddy. Those scars never go away. <laughs> um, do you think this is a new discard spell, maybe? Maybe. Yeah, it was like the only magic I could think of for an insult would be like a discard spell. I mean... I guess the their card that they spoiled doesn't do that, right? Doesn't discard. No, it does not. All right. So, and then the last one is Wither Bloom, which mm-hmm. is black green, which is enhancing and exploiting nature. Yes. Which sounds vaguely simic, but you know, here or there. <laughs> sure, whatever. Sure. It's so, Golgari this time. It's Golgari this time. So they have. Um, they actually like spoiled cards. So they didn't even just try to pump us up with just like here's some like fun stuff about mathemagicians. <laughs> they were like, yo, 
here are some cards. Yeah, so we got a whole cycle, uh, one for each school, and they're the returns of commands. So okay. if you don't know what the commands are, they started in Lorwyn, I think, yeah. where it was a modal spell. And there's four options on a card, and you got to pick two of them. And then they brought them back for, was it cons or yes. dragons? Uh, it was dragons. It was dragons. Because it was, yeah, Dromoka's command, Kolagon's command. Yeah. So it was dragons. Yep. And they were this, the same idea, except instead of being monocolored, they were color pairs. And yep. now we have the rest of the color pairs. Yes. Some of them are very good. Mm-hmm. Some of them are wildly unplayable. Some of them have white mana in them. So, Some of them have white mana in them, yes. Which just seems to mean that you just are like, let's just add an extra mana cost to this and see what happens. <laughs> All right. So we have Lorehold Command, which is mm -hmm. three red white. And you choose two. And mm -hmm. it's create a three, two red and white spirit creature. Don't get it. Okay. Creatures you control get plus one, plus O. Oh, Gain indestructible in haste until end of turn. So okay. I'll just let's just wash it over you. It is uh, five mana for a four two haste indestructible spirit, right? And maybe a little bit more power mm -hmm. if you have more creatures. Uh, Lorehold command deals three damage to any target. Target player gains three life. So it's kind of lightning helix, but yeah. the life gain and the damage are separate. So if they like. You know, uh, give the creature hexproof or something. Yeah. You still you gain still the get life. Yep. Yeah. And then sacrifice a permanent, then draw two cards. Well, that's not a very red or white thing. I can see it being red, right? Where you're like throwing away a resource to get a new resource. Well, isn't that just village rights? It is. It's also a literal word for word reprint of a blue card. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a blue. It's like it's two and a blue. Sack a permit, hmm. draw two cards. Weird. Yes. So when I saw this one, I was like, this is wildly unplayable. Like, I don't yeah. know what any of these modes I want to pay five mana for. There's no combination that's just not god awful. Right. Unless you go like one drop into like raise the alarm into one drop, raise the alarm, and just have a ton of tokens. And then pump the team. Yeah, like. It was getting compared um, to heroic reinforcements. I'm like, yes, but heroic reinforcements cost four. Right. You could like go like one, two token maker attack for a bunch. Yeah, and well, it's not like people were beating down the doors to play heroic reinforcements either. That was kind of a thing that you did because you were already there. Yeah, you were like, well, I'm mono white splashing experimental frenzy. So I guess. Yeah. I'll play like two heroic reinforcements in my sideboard right. for like the control matchup. When they sweep me, I can just be like, ha, four. Yeah. Yeah. So not not a huge fan of this one. No, me neither. I do think the art's pretty cool, though. Agreed. It's now like that, machine gun scrolls. Yes. That's yes. pretty sweet. Yes, and I just now realized that that dude was an elephant. Oh, yeah, the dude's an elephant. And also like... If you look in the background, that's like some sort of animated statue. Oh, okay. And then on the scroll that the elephant's holding is a drawing of said animated statue. Huh. 
Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. It's kind of cool. I yes. dug it. So just the art, not the card. The card's awful. <laughs> card is awful. Yeah. I was just like, wow, this is not anywhere near the power level of like the next card I'm uh, we're going to read. <laughs> yeah, this one's pretty good too. So what's the next this, one? This is a Prismari command. So it's the blue and red one. Uh, it's one blue red for an instant. Uh, these are all rare, by the way. Uh, choose two. Prismari command deals two damage to any target. Target player draws two cards, then discards two cards. Target player creates a treasure token or destroy target artifact. So I would imagine that this is normally going to be shock something, draw two, discard two. Probably. It has the it has two of the modes from Kolagon's command. Yeah. So the deal two to anything and like destroy target yeah. artifact. Like yeah. that flexibility is super powerful. Yeah, as a sideboard card, absolutely. Yeah, Colagon's command its other modes were always like a two for one. It was like get back a creature or they discard a card. Like right. it was almost impossible to use that card and not get a two for one. Right. This, like, there's definitely gonna be times where you're not going to get like a clean like two for one. But yeah. like we've all flashback of faithless looting. Oh yeah. And while this is, you know, you're down the card because it's not mm-hmm. like a clean is, you know, it's not your cash get out of your graveyard. Like deal, like you said, deal two and then discard two lands and draw two cards. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that is, you know, a good deal. Yeah. I want to know where the treasure token comes into play. Like, when are you ever going to make a treasure token instead of doing any of these other things? I have no idea. Part of me feels like they were like, oh, man, these first two abilities take two lines. We better put something small in there. Or like, oh, we yeah. want these three abilities. They're really good. I guess we have to throw a garbage one in there. So, yeah, I can't think of any instance where you're like, oh, no, 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 no. I want the treasure token. Yeah. I don't want I don't want two freshies. No. I don't want to shock something. No, no, I want I want, I want that treasure. treasure. Yeah, I, I don't get it. So, yeah. But yeah, I think this one. No, card's good. Yeah, I think it's probably like. I'm not going to say like modern playable because like even K Command is not played a ton, but it's close. Um, Like, it's like. I don't know. I've cast an awful lot of K Commands in modern. Yeah. I've cast, yeah. cast more in modern than any other format, I think. Yeah. <laughs> But the fact that it's not always a two for one. Yeah. And like in like a Grixis deck when it was like, get back my Snapcaster. Yeah. And then recast something else. I mean, this is pretty good for like Phoenix decks and Pioneer though. And there you may actually want the treasure token. Like maybe it's draw two, discard two, make a treasure, cast cast it off, get back a Phoenix. Yeah. It could be something like that where like you're trying to like chain a bunch of spells together. Yeah, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. But this one, this one just reads as like Raleigh powerful. Yeah, and like you said, it's costed appropriately. Um, it's a lot easier to look at this card and say, "Oh yeah, you know, half of three mana is one and a half mana." I would pay one and a half mana for most of these effects. Yeah. Whereas looking back at the last one, I don't think I would pay two and a half mana for any of those effects. No. 
<laughs> no, no. Yeah. no, poor, poor yeah, planes. There's a big difference between five mana and three mana also. Yes, poor, poor planes. Yeah, poor so, planes. Quandrix Command. The Math Magicians? The Math Magicians. One green-blue, so three oh, mana again. Boy. So this is going to be banned in every format now? It is. It turns all your creatures, uh, all your opponent's creatures into elk. Oh, okay. Um, so, choose to return target creature or planeswalker to its owner's hand. Okay. Counter target artifact or enchantment spell. Put all right. two plus one plus one counters on target creature. Target player shuffles up to three target cards from their graveyard into their library. All right. So this one seems a little weak, I think. It is like I think there's definitely a world where like bounce and then do any of the other things is fine. Yeah. That is a world that exists. I don't know if we're gonna ever live in that world, but right. I saw uh Saffron Olive was talking about this, like this is good because like you would play a null in the current standard format. To get Ember mm-hmm. Cleaves and Great Henges and mm-hmm. uh, Showdown of the Scalds. But then you'd have to play a Null. Right, but like, are you wanting to play a Null in your green deck? Probably not. But like, this has a flexibility of like, it can be a Null, a Null yeah. plus. Yeah. Right? And like, if you're in for like an Anal, but you want like extra. Yeah. Because I, I think, like, you probably win a large portion of games that you're, like, cast this, cast Quandrix Command, counter your um, Great Henge, bounce your Lovestruck Beast. Whew. Yeah, that's pretty good. Or, you know, maybe not Lovestruck Beast, like, bounce your three drop. Yeah. Like, I think you're, like, doing well there. Bounce your questy boy. Yeah, bounce your questing beast, counter your... Your great hands, like okay, like that is a reasonable sequence of turn, uh, a reasonable sequence for you. But yeah. I think there are going to be times where like bounce and put two plus one plus one counters on your creature is just not good enough. Yeah, like that's kind of what I was looking at was like the annul aside. Okay, so backing up one level, you're never going to choose put three cards from your graveyard into your library, right? No. It has to be a very specific situation where you want to do that. Like, crappy graveyard hate? Yeah. Like, it feels like this and um, the three seasons. Mm-hmm. We're, we're both... trying to check Valve for the Titans. Yeah. I think it was definitely like, okay, the Titans have run amok for a year. Let's yeah. put in some, uh, some hate cards for them. Where it was mm-hmm. just like, okay, you can shuffle your Titan back in and we don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like, what you're going to be doing, like, where your turn three is going to be, like, I guess, like, bounce shuffle in three things might be fine. But, yeah. Well, where I was going to go with that is you're probably not going to choose that mode. Fair. Which leaves you bounce, annul, put two counters on something. A null is pretty specific. Like you said, there's definitely some things that you want to tag with it but not everybody plays those things in i don't know that you need to devote a spot in your main deck to fighting that sort of thing unless you're playing best of yeah which leaves you bounce put two counters on something 
And like, and, like I don't know the kind of deck that that wants to be. I don't know exists in standard right now. Like, do we still have uh, lore scale Coatl? Is that still in standard? Yeah. Do we have what was the other one? Kyrian Druid. Is that still in standard? Yes. And we still have Night Pack Ambusher. No. No, that's gone. That's gone. But Same we have Wicked Wolf. We have Wicked Wolf. But we don't have the Lizard Wizard. We do not have Referred Mystic. That's what I was going to say. We don't have Referred Mystic. We don't have the Flash stuff. Yeah, like, like it. It seems like this card wants to be in like a tempo deck, though. I guess it, is... it does. Like it, it wants to be in a deck where like bounce a thing, put two counters on something. Yeah, it makes it so they're like, like under a huge clock where you just like ate their turn yeah. and now they're taking like five. Yeah, and five. I mean if you play this alongside something like Lore Scale or Kyrian Dryad, like that's three counters, right? Yeah, it just your thing gets huge quickly. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think that there's it doesn't feel like there's a home. Like yeah. I like to look at the commands and kind of think like what is the like we would do like what is the fail case? Like what is the mm-hmm. thing that you're just going to do when right. you need to spend your mana? And it's like, well, is, you know, how much mana would you pay for bounce a thing, put two plus one plus one counters on something? And like two plus one plus one counters is usually like two mana? Mm-hmm. Well, okay. It depends on like what rarity it is. Yeah, like it's that. sometimes it's four, right? <laughs> but I think like the fair rate is probably like two. Yeah. Right. And then bounce a thing is like one mana, right? Like, um, unsum- yeah. Unsummon was a mana. Like yeah, unsummon's a mana. Like the fact that it hits creatures, like you can't like compare it to brazen borrower because brazen borrower like is just too good. Like two mana for that effect is fine when it also draws you a three one. Yeah. Like this doesn't like isn't worth two mana. So like maybe you end up like even on mana at the fail case, but that's just not good enough. Yeah. This is better than the the first one. Yes. Like a picture of a ham sandwich is better than the first one. Yeah. I want to say this and get rocked by it in my first draft. I was going to be like, see, it's great. I'm like, no. Oh, no, no, I'm totally going to lose lose to this in limited, but yeah, yeah. All right. What's this next one here? I'm I took one with planes in it. You have to take one with planes in it. All right. This is a silver quill. The uh the people that have mean words. Yeah. Two white black. Oh, this one's a sorcery. The <laughs> uh-huh. other three were all instants, right? Yes. Is this the only sorcery? No, the green black one is. The green black one is okay. So this is silver quill command. Uh, two white black for a sorcery. Sorcery, man. Choose two. Target creature gets plus three, plus three, and gains flying until end of turn. Ooh. Return target creature card with mana mana value. Mm-hmm. With mana value. Two or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. Uh, target player draws a card and loses one life. Target opponent sacrifices a creature. So first, James stumbled over mana value. Yeah, mana value. Mana value is what they're using to replace converted mana cost. Yeah. Because that was too hard for new players. Yeah. Because reasons. It had so, a way better acronym, though. Like, it, what's your MV, man? It was the MV on that card. It's like, uh, leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so mana value now. So yep. the first mode, mm-hmm. like, when? 
you, your opponent is tapped out and you have less you are exactly three points of power from killing them <laughs> is the only time you use the first mode well i mean it gives evasion too it does but that's the only time you use that mode though right yeah probably right yeah i mean you're white black like you're playing a bunch of bunch of angels everything flies anyway yeah like what what, what, what are we doing here so return target creature with converted mana value or sorry with mana value so you less... some... oh i did so with mana value two or less like i think that's fine it's yeah it's sun titan right sun titan's three it's call... fixed sun titan right <laughs> call of the death dweller call of the death yeah. dweller is three mana right it gets you back three cmc worth of stuff or sorry three, three mc worth value. of stuff yeah and puts a menace and death touch counter right like not even not even close to being close right? right like this is like a one mana effect maybe uh well i mean it is a one mana effect right claim to fame yeah claim to fame yeah it's a one mana effect yep so sweet and, and you don't get the fame backside yeah target player draws a card and loses one life all right so it's half of a night whisper nice whisper yeah it's that's one mana. Also one mana, yep. And the target opponent sacrifices a creature. That is a two mana effect? It is. So, best case, you're down a mana? Uh, like, you're probably down two mana. Yeah, because like, it might just be like, return a thing, draw a card. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it it just feels And it's sorcery speed? I don't know why they had to fix this one by making it sorcery speed. Me neither. Maybe it's just like this long-running joke in R&D where they're like, oh, it has a white mana symbol. Let's just Gotta make it bad. awful. Gotta you know, be bad. No one has complained about white being bad in the last 25 minutes. Let's show them this. <laughs> All right. Sorcery speed. Now this next one, Wither Bloom Command, is mm -hmm. just black green. It is. So it's two mana. It is a sorcery as well, which if it was an instant, like, oh. But it's yep. a sorcery. Choose two. Target player mills three cards. Then you return a land card from your graveyard to your hand. So that's a really weird. Like you can mill your opponent and then take the land out of your graveyard. Like, yes. That's weird. That is weird. Right. Um, destroy target non-creature, non-land permanent with mana value two or less. Um, okay. Then... Target creature gets neg three, neg one, until end of turn, which is really awkward at sorcery speed. It is. Right. I guess if it was neg two, neg two, it's like too good. Like then it's just collective brutality. Yeah. Um, and then target opponent loses two life and you gain two life, which is just collective brutality. Right. I think this card's awesome. I agree. So not just because it's Golgari colors. Yeah. But the um, card is just good. So, first mode is some percentage of Seder Wayfinder slash, like, Grizzly Salvage. Now, Grizzly Salvage is five cards, and you get, like, a creature or a land. But, right. like, that card has seen play. Mm -hmm. We have tooled around with playing Jund Stormcaller in Historic. Mm -hmm. yep. And that deck 
desperately needed Seder Wayfinder or like another way to put cards in this graveyard, this so that. it's awkward because when you cast one of these spells, you do the effects in the order that they're written on the card. Yes, but this card is a way to mill yourself while also blowing up either a rest in peace or a cage. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. Like, like if they play, if someone plays a cage against a deck that cares about like the graveyard yeah and you play this like they should just pick up all of their cards and go home right like you're just like i'll mill three get back on land blow up your cage right and just murder you from here so that second ability yeah like it's one less than abrupt decay which that one really matters but the things that abrupt decay hits in older formats this does too yeah are you know uh, pithing needles, sorcerer spyglasses, rest in pieces. Mm-hmm. Like the one thing that like you decay semi regularly that this doesn't hit is a blood mood. Right. But that's the only thing. Like, but the the main things that green black I care about the graveyard decks want to blow up. Mm-hmm. This takes care of. Yeah, and it also tags a chalice, right? Yes, chalice was the other one I was thinking of. So like, this does all the things you want to do. Mm-hmm. So, the first two are just great. The second, the third one, giving mm-hmm. something neg whatever neg one doesn't matter. It could be neg fifty neg one, right? It doesn't yeah. matter. That still picks off random utility creatures. It picks yeah. off. It kills a hex mage. It kills a hex mage. It kills Thalia. Yep. It like imagine like you get to like three mana. And you kill your opponent's Thalia, and you blow up their Aether Vial. Whew. Like, death and taxes, like, you were playing planes, it was rough for you anyway. <laughs> but, let me, in the let me just rub your nose in the fact that you're playing bad magic cards. Um, yeah. Anything where you just, like, get, like, this gives you a chance to two for one. And then, they were like, did you have problems with burn? You just want to, <laughs> like, gain two life? <laughs> yeah, do you want to just shore up your, your burn matchup? Yeah. Like, here. So, like, it also is just, like, good against, like, aggro decks. Like, if you can pick off a Fervent Champion mm-hmm. and gain two life, like, if that's your turn two. It's all you ever want to do with your turn two. Yeah. Like, Collective Brutality did that a lot of times. It puts you down an extra card. Right. Right. This is just, like, yo, I got all of it for you. Mm-hmm. So, I think this card sees play all the way back to Legacy. Yeah, like, I don't see a format that this doesn't see play in. Like it in Legacy and Modern, it might not be like a four of, but it's just oh, going to oh, definitely it, a card you're going to play. Like if you can play Collector Brutality, uh, I would play the first Wither Bloom before the first Collector Brutality. I, I think, think. It, I think it, de- it depends on the deck, right? Like if you care about if you're Reanimator, you want Collector Brutality. Right, discard uh, your fatty. Yeah. Right, I think it depends, but like, there's always this like scrum of like green black removal spell, right? Like yep. assassin's trophy, abrupt decay. Yep. This just goes in that like scrum of yep. cards, and mm-hmm. you know, depending on the metagame, you might get to two or three of these in your deck and cut right. some assassin's trophies or some abrupt decays 
And there might be mm-hmm. times where the metagame is like, no, you need like one of these. Right. But, you know, just there's just enough utility. Also, uh, in depths, it just gets back a piece out of your graveyard. Oh, you're, yeah. You're like Hex Mage Depths, and they're like, blow it up. And you're just like, okay, Forest, get back my Depths. Whew. Go. And they're like, oh, no, we're doing this again. <laughs> and yeah. like, you know, it's like, oh, blow up your Pithy Needle, get back my Dark Depths. Okay. Yikes. So it just has like enough utility that I think it's going to see play like i was like oh like this is a, a card that like dredge plays right it's like this also kills a red and six it does it does <laughs> kill a red and six it's oh just man like, oopsie catch your red and six yeah it's <laughs> it just does a little bit of everything yeah now if it was a if it was an instant like oh my gosh oh. yeah the sorceries what balanced it like like, they tried their best to balance it without adding a mana to it. Right. Like, because, you know, I'm sure at some point it gave neg two, neg two, and it might have snagged a thing that was, like, just a permanent three or less, or a, a non a non-land permanent two or less, and they were like, well, let's make this non-creature. <laughs> yeah, that, that would have been too good. Yeah. But, like, we're... It's I mean, close. as it's... it's, it's you can still two for one just at face value with no work, right? Yeah. Like you're just like, I'll get a land out of my graveyard. And then one of these other two modes has to get something. Yeah. I don't know what, but it has to get something. Man, that's a lot of work for two mana. Yeah, it does a lot for two mana. So this is the one I'm excited for. We're going to get us some extended art, full art, whatever the fancy treatment of these are in foil. Because one day we will play Depths again. <laughs> one day. One we day. We will show up paper magic cards. Yes. But yeah, this is this is really good. This is the one I was like, oh, this this actually does some things. Yep. And if you're a Plains aficionado, I'm sorry. They were like, no. <laughs> no. Just hard no. Hard no. But so what's the what's our final ranking on these? I think Wither it's Bloom, number one. Then Prismari, number two. Yep. And then Quandrix? <sighs> Probably Quandrix. Like, you could maybe talk me into, like, there being, like, a gap. Being, yeah. like, one, two, then, like, Quandrix and, like, the the red-white so one. Oh, the red-white one? You think the red-white one's be- better than Silver Quill? <sighs> I don't know. Like, just the... The ability to baby pump the team. But yeah, I don't know. We're kind of like... Five mana, man. Five mana is a lot. Like, we are kind of... It could just yeah. be Silver Quill, then Lore Hold. Yeah. I think yeah. I think that's the order that I'm in. Yeah. I mean, it's really simple on these commands, right? Like, if they cost two or three mana, they're really good. Yeah. <laughs> if they cost more than two or three mana, they are not. Yeah. Right. I mean, think about Dromoka's command just ran standard for mm-hmm. nine months. Yep. It was like the best feeling to be like, I'll fight your thing and you have to sacrifice an enchantment. And they're like, oh, my enchantment is a Corsair of Crufix. I guess I get hard two for one here for two mana. And then Colagon's command was like, I'm going to two for one you for three mana. Right. And Atarka's command was like, you're dead for two mana. Mm hmm. 
like that card had four modes written on it, but I think like only two were ever used. Pump the team, put a land in play. I was just pump the team, deal three. Oh, that's right. I forgot about the deal three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was just like take twelve. Yeah. It's like oh, cool, two mana twelve you. <laughs> um, right, and then there was Solemngar's command, which saw like fringe standard yeah. play. And uh, Ojitai's command saw fringe standard play as well. Yeah, it was like counter a creature spell, yeah, gain four remember. life, yeah, anticipate, like, anticipate. Yeah, it was, but it was like it was four mana. So it was like, oh, yeah. strangely, like this is almost the exact same breakdown, right? It's like, yeah, it was that was two, two, three, four, five. Yeah, and, and this just, is two, three, three, four, five. Yeah, and it's like. Yeah, none of these, none of the four and five mana ones are really playable. No. Because, like, you're not getting away with anything. Right. Right, like, when the mana cost is, when the spells equal the mana cost, or, like, are even a little cheaper for the modes, Mm -hmm. then, like, you're like, oh, I'm getting, like, two real cards for my three mana. Yeah. Right, like, I don't know, like, you could make, like, you could make Silver Quill a card that is playable, by like knocking a mana off of it, or by making it an instant, I think it's playable if it's an instant. Yeah, you know, like where you get to like they attack and you're like, ha, huh, give my thing plus three plus three, make you sack something. Now eat your thing when I block. Yeah, like that's a reasonable like. Reanimate my guy on your end step. Yeah, draw a card. Like that's all like reasonable, but where it is, no. There are these. We swear to God, honestly, not Harry Potter. <laughs> uh, now this next thing just seems crazy <laughs> yeah I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. so mystical archives what's uh, a mystical archive let me see if I can read this here yo dog we heard you like sets so we're going to put a set in your set so you can collect while you collect uh <laughs> So basically, much like kind of like the list, and this is somewhere in between like uh, masterpieces slash like invocations, those kind of things, and like the list, and just like random normal cards. So it's a special treatment of spells that kind of look like a showcase... They are the showcase cards for this set. Yeah. But they are not at like one per case. They are one per pack. Right. So draft boosters and set boosters, there'll be one in every pack. And then collector boosters, there will be three in a pack. And it wasn't super clear if they were all going to be etched foil. But they did say something about the collector booster ones being etched foil. So I don't know if they're all etched foil or there's a chance they can be etched foil. Yeah. So this is kind of a shout out to Commander, I think. Mm-hmm. And, you know, degenerates that like to have foils like me. Right. Um, yeah, me too. But, like, I feel like the price point on these has to be pretty low. Right? If you think hmm. about, like, how cheap the double masters like full art foil cards were oh yeah right that we were like oh man these are gonna be super expensive 
Yeah, and, and they, they're still not. <laughs> and they're still not. Like, I'm like, oh, man, I got, like, hammered on these. Yeah. Right? Like, these are going to be really cheap. They're basically going to sit at, like, uncommon, rare, and mythic rare. Like, there is a little bit of disparity between the article that was written about them and what they said on stream. While I was writing this article, I made sure that I watched the stream, like a recording of it, and read the article because like some of the information contradicted each other. So in the article, I believe it said that they were uncommons, rares, and mythics. But on stream, it said that there was commons also. Like, I think opt is at uncommon based on the picture. Yeah. So I don't know if, like, they took cards that have been common in the past and mm-hmm. bumped them up in rarity. I mean, Demonic Tutor used to be an uncommon. That's a mythic now, so. Yes. So And Swords was an uncommon, and it's a rare now. Yeah. So, but they're going to just basically put them in your pack in place of an uncommon, a rare, or a mythic you would have gotten. Well, so that's that's another thing that was kind of different between the stream article. On stream, it said that it would replace um, a card of that rarity. So if you opened rare, it would replace your rare in that pack. If you opened an uncommon one, it replaced the uncommon. But in the article, it says it's in its own slot. Kind of means that like it, it's in an, a different slot and it wouldn't necessarily replace the rare. So I, I'm not sure here. Yeah. Not great communication, but basically there's going to be a ton of these. Yeah. Just in terms of like numbers opened. And mm-hmm. I don't think there can be a big enough number of cards that they have as part of this like list mm-hmm. of cards to like make it so that there aren't just like a ton of these. Well, I mean, there's only 63. There's only 60. Yeah. There's going to be yeah. tons of them. Yeah. So, like, this is a thing that, like, I think you wait two or three weeks after the set drops, Mm -hmm. and then you buy the ones that you want. Yeah, I think so. Because they're just going to be, you know, people are going to be open boxes, and, you know, the like, on some level, there's there's one in every pack, so, like, you're going to get 36 in a box. Right. Like, just think about that. three in every collector booster, so you're going to get 36 foils in a collector box. Yeah, you like I think they're gonna like look neat, mm-hmm. but like they're not gonna have a ton of value at least initially. Yeah, they might longer term. I kind of like this if they're like trying to like sell this idea of like pimping out your deck, particularly for like the commander players. Yeah. Then uh, I mean I like pretty cards. Yeah, but like, like they don't make any money on the secondary market, right? Right. So. If they make I mean, a card, at least not until Secret Lair. Yeah, but if they make a card that's a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. right? Maybe they sell a few more packs. Maybe. Yeah. But they don't really see like, oh man, that card's a hundred dollars. We make more money, right? That's not a straight line for them, I don't think. Right. Right. But if you're gonna sell like the same number or of packs by printing cards that are a hundred dollars because they're super rare mm-hmm. as you're going to make 
as you're going to as you're going to if you just make a bunch of cards that are like at the uncommon rarity right right like it doesn't matter to you like this keeps the cost down on the secondary market mm -hmm. while you also sell the same number of packs mm -hmm. so like from wizard's point of view like i think it makes people happier mm -hmm. probably and you probably still sell this you know you still make the same amount of money yeah so like it's probably a win-win it's weird. Like this does some strange things to like the way a set works because like you're taking and specifically for draft, it changes the way draft works because now you don't have like, you're not opening 45 cards out of the same set. You're opening 42 cards and then three cards from a different set, which like might just be your first picks. Yeah. Like, Swords of the Plowshares is a first pick over anything in this set. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't care what's in there. Uh, wild base of speculation incoming. Uh, <laughs> Swords of the Plowshares your, is your pick. Okay. Right? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, the best removal spell ever printed? Mm -hmm. I'll take that. Oh, I mean, you have to play planes, but... Fair. <laughs> And then you get past the silver quill command, and you're like, "Oh, come on, no, no." Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm in too deep. What I was gonna say though is like it, this does kind of strange things to how the set works because of how it's gonna break down. Like these cards are all—they said that they're all powerful cards that are all instants and sorceries from Magic's past. So. If they're, I'm sure there's some stinkers in there, but if they're, you know, supposed to be the cream of the crop, what you're saying is true. Like you're probably gonna pick these over whatever else you have in the pack, which changes how the set drafts. So are we still gonna have like a 280 or whatever card set, and then plus 63 of these, or does does this space kind of eat into? Like the set size. I'm assuming that it is just going to be like a normal set and it's just going to draft weird. Like, I yeah. think there's cards that are like desirable that might not be your first picks, like Sylvan Scrying. Like, they did like a really cool Sylvan Scrying. Yeah. You're not taking Sylvan Scrying first. Right. Right. But, you know, that's the card that could get a reprint. I'm trying to think of like other commandery things. Like, you could do Enter the Infinite. Yeah. Right. At, in. You're not taking Enter the Infinite first. Right. So you could, storm. Yeah. You could uh, do I guess some, that's an enchantment. Yeah. But. but you could do you could have some neat things. You could do all the old commands. Yeah. And some of those are first picks and some of them are not. Okay, so that was another thing that I was gonna say is they made a point to neither confirm or deny the cards from this set that are going to be in the mystical archive also. So I would not be at all surprised if the current commands or the new commands were part of this. Yeah. So I'm sure there's going to be some yeah. that are that are that treatment, which is fine. Mm -hmm. But I do think that the fact that it's going to like make these more approachable mm -hmm. is probably good. Mm -hmm. So I'm for that. But again, we're just getting we're just getting this thing where it's like we're just going to print four versions of every card. Right. And like, I don't know. I guess I don't know how much it costs to print four versions of every card. 
Apparently not very much because they keep doing it. They must be making money well, doing it. Yeah, apparently they have to be selling more packs than it costs them. Yes, they are. They are plus. This this is plus EV, as it were. Yeah. So there's one other weird thing about these that I kind of wanted your take on. That's how these are going to work on Arena. So they are. There's one in every pack, <gasps> yes. and they're supposed to be drafted that way. Yes. You're never going to open a pack that doesn't have one. Okay. Hopefully. And they wanted the draft environment to be the same on Arena as it is in paper. So these are going to be on Arena. But just like in paper, they're not going to be standard legal. And they said some of them will not be historic legal. But they're not changing the Mystical Archive. So... They're not changing the contents of the Mystical Archive, but you're going to have some cards that are on Arena that you can't play in a format. So, that sucks super hard. I think that that does really change the pick order to some degree. I mean, so let's say you open Demonic Tutor, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Right, if you were open to Monic Tutor and you were like, I think Demonic Tutor is a good draft card, right? Yep. You take Demonic Tutor in paper. Yep. Right. Maybe you think Demonic Tutor is a good draft card, but there's like the black common removal spell. Yeah. And you're like, well, I can't play this Demonic Tutor anywhere else, so I'm going to take the black common removal spell. Yeah. Some of them will probably wheel when they wouldn't in paper. Could be. Right? Where it's like, well, since I don't get to play this, I'm just going to like pass it. Like, especially ones that are like, that are like money in paper. Yeah. Like, they'll just wheel because they mm-hmm. don't want to take it because it doesn't do anything for you in on Arena. Right. But that is awkward that there's just going to be these cards that you can't play. Mm-hmm. Like, especially like, you know. Let's say it's a card that's not good in draft. Let's say they print Enter the Infinite. Yeah. Right? And that's your mythic in your draft. And you're just like, Welp. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna take this uncommon <laughs> and pass my mythic because it's right. enter now granted, that happens with mythics now. There are definitely mythics that you're like, Well, this isn't any good. Yeah. But like I think that stings. Right, where you're just like, well, I guess I can't take this. Or yeah. if I do take it, like I get to play it in this one draft and then mm-hmm. never again. Never again. Like it feels like there should be compensation, but you know there's not going to be. Like my thought process behind it wasn't necessarily that there should be compensation, but like are we do you think we're gonna get a format where something like demonic tutor is legal on arena? I think like putting like one v one commander is yeah. too difficult, just because like yeah. the commander cards are just like a lot of times random things, right? Right. So like you can't even like you know do your best to like make it work, mm-hmm. right? Because you know there's just so many cards that get yeah. played in commander. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you could put like a format that you could play demonic tutor in on arena. Hmm. Right? Like, the only format that you can play Demonic Tutor is Commander. And they can't do 
four-person commander, and one-person commander just takes too many cards. Yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't see how like that card could ever get played. Hmm. Right? Very strange that you can open a open a card that like you can't ever play. Yeah, I mean, you know, if I was playing a draft that I really wanted to win and I opened swords, like you right. have to take swords. Yeah, but I mean, swords they can't have swords historically. It, they already said it won't be. So you just oh, did they say that it wasn't going to be? Yeah, they said demonic tutor and swords would not be historically yeah. gold. So, like, you open a swords, you have to take it. Right. Right, if you want to try to win your draft. And then you're just like, I get to play it for this draft. You better earn me a lot of gems. Yep. Because I am basically throwing away this pack. Right. Right. Lead to you, huh. like, opening, like, a swords and then getting past the swords. Right, where someone's like, is like, well, I'm not... I can't play this card in anything but this draft. Yeah, I'm so I'm not this card can play. Yeah. yeah. Like you could see that. Yeah. But what's funny is is like the draft format on Arena is not the same as the draft format in paper. Right. Like you never can get a double rare pack on Arena. Right? You right. never get a foil rare. That's true. You, you never get four uncommons, right? You never get a foil uncommon. Yeah, I had never I hadn't thought about that. So like the the draft environment on arena is not the same as the draft environment in paper anyway. That's true. So, like I understand wanting to make it similar, but whatever the algorithm works out to be, right? You know, you know, a one in there's a one in nineteen chance that your rare is something else, and that's not even the right math, right? Right. Because like there's a certain chance that it's an uncommon, a certain chance that it's a rare, and a certain chance that it's a mythic. Mm -hmm. Right, but if it's you know, one in a one in thirty chance that your uh, rare is something different, like if it if it isn't a something different that you could play, like what is the harm in removing that? Yeah, just like they've decided to never put a foil in an arena pack. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. It seems odd. I wonder if these are going to be in, I, I can't imagine they will be, but like the regular packs that you open on Arena? I mean, yeah, I don't know, because those aren't real packs. Right. So they keep saying they're going to be on Arena, they're going to be on Arena, so it almost makes it feel like they're going to be. Which yeah, I wonder if the only way you can get them is to craft them or draft them, though. Yeah, maybe, because like, it'd be super annoying. Like Your pack gets like has like two uncommons in it on yeah. arena right and one of your uncommons is a card you can't Sword. play yeah it's lightning bolt and you're just like oh, oh man i can't play this yeah lightning bolt's got to be in these right it has to be yeah but oh i can't play lightning bolt brainstorm oops it brainstorm oh i can't play this card either yeah so i like burnt one of my uncommons yeah because this sets actually you know 350 cards because yeah. it's the it's the regular set plus these random things. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It feels it feels weird. Yeah, it's really weird. I, I'm sure we'll get more information and all of our questions will be answered, but it's just kind of weird to think about right now. Yeah. Now the last thing is something that they have done before. The Japanese versions of these are totally different art. 
Because some of them are really cool. Yeah, the the demonic tutor is awesome looking. Yeah, I am not somebody that's normally like super into Japanese stuff. Yes. Um, and I do not like foreign language cards. I like to be able to read my cards. Yes. But like that demonic tutor is sick. <laughs> yeah. So we saw this with the planeswalkers from War of the Spark. Yeah. There were the Japanese versions. And those were, or at least the anime art style. Mm-hmm. And those were quite valuable. Uh, still are. Like yes. a Japanese foil lily is like $3,000. Well, I was gonna—I was gonna say I remember her being a thousand. That's no, crazy. yeah. It's like uh, I'll, I'll look it up real quick. I'm pretty sure it's like three. That's that's too many dollars. Like that's too many dollars for a card that's not playable in any format. Yeah. Like yeah, the art was cool, but not three thousand dollars cool. Now these will probably not be to the point where they get any that are three thousand dollars. Yeah, they I, I would be... not think so. Because they should be more common just because there's going to be way more of them. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I would say... Yeah, there's that, not even pricing on goldfish for it. It's it's priceless. You can It can only be purchased in Bitcoin. <laughs> thanks, Elon Musk. Thank, yeah, thanks, buddy. Okay. So we've got this like weird kind of masterpiece, but way more common like set of cards yep i mean it's funny right we went from like zendikar had expeditions and then we did them for like three or four straight sets or close to it yeah right we did zendikar then we took a little bit of a break then we did kaladesh mm-hmm. then we did Amonkhet, and they like kind of went a little nuts with the art styling mm-hmm. and then they were like no moss and then they've slowly been bringing them back, and they're just like, yo, let's make these things uncommons in every <laughs> pack. And I was like, yeah, okay. They, they did say that this was going to be the showcase cards for this set. And we have had showcase cards. So these, I mean, these are somewhat different. They're somewhere in between like the showcase card and a masterpiece. But I mean, they've said that we're going to have showcase cards in every set going forward. So, yeah. So. We've talked some Strixhaven, mm-hmm. and now to end the podcast, would you like to get into some wild, baseless speculation? That's my favorite kind of speculation. So, James doesn't know what I'm about to talk about. I don't. I don't have any idea. Now, I was watching like a recorded like Saffron Olive stream. He was playing some like I think it was like Pyre of Heroes decks in Modern. Okay, right? and. He was just like, yeah, like, if you don't want to hear about some, like, wild speculation, just, like, cover your ears. He said, some guy, so, some guy on Reddit, who's mm-hmm. like, I've spoiled a lot of cards in the past. Okay. Here's just the text from two cards. And a lot of people apparently agreed that this person had been an accurate source of information in the past. Okay. And now Seth says the Reddit post has been taken down. Oh, boy. So. That's how you know it's good. That's how you know it's good. It's what the man doesn't want you to see. That's right. Until they get you. There were two blue cards that, if these cards are correct, mm-hmm. will be banned. Okay. They also have green in them. 
They do not, to the best oh, of my knowledge. Blue. Wow, all right. Will be banned, as I sit here, if these are actual cards. Okay. So the first is Jingataxius. Oh, all right. That's spicy. I don't know the power and toughness. It didn't come up. But what was said on the stream was seven mana, flash, can't be countered. Okay. The first instant or sorcery, you can, you may play your first instant or sorcery on each turn without paying its mana cost. What? The first instant and sorcery your opponent casts each turn is countered. Holy moly. So, the only thing I can think is, end of turn, flash in my Jinkataxius, play the Jeskai ultimatum. Whew. Untap, yeah. play Genesis ultimatum. Yeah. Cool. And, like, you, you, you did it. So, like, can't possibly be real, but if it's the same guy who, like, spoiled all the cards from, like, the last two sets or whatever. Yeah. Or, like, the guy that was like, I'm a judge and here are a bunch of cards, like the guy we have, we have quoted before. Right. Right. So there's that one. This yeah, I'm, is in... I'm still trying to wrap my head around that. I mean, that's like, I could certainly see circumstances where I would rather reanimate that than Gristle. Oh, I mean... Yeah, like, reanimate omniscience. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if your, like, deck is that and then enter the infinite, you're just like, yeah. well, I guess I'll draw everything. Yeah. Cool. And I guess I will figure it out on your turn. Um, <laughs> or take free. all the turns. Yeah. For, yeah. <laughs> Nexus of Fate. What's uh? What's the one that isn't there like a twelve mana spell that like lets you take two turns? Is it time stretch? Maybe. Yeah, there's like yeah. Let's take two turns. I'll, I'll just take all of the turns from now yeah. on, please and thank you. So there was that. Then there's the other one that also can't possibly be real. It can't be better than that. It is, I think. Really? Five mana. Okay. Draw two. Right. You may cast an instant of sorcery from your hand that has mana value less than the number of cards in your hand without paying its mana cost. Wow, alright. So like four, four mana you said? It was five. Five mana. But you're like, uh cool. Draw up to seven. Oops, Next. here's my ultimatum. Yeah. On turn five. Like yeah. just ramps you into it. Right. Huh. So, on one hand, the cards sound ridiculous. Yeah. But on the other hand, they printed Firesome Invention. <laughs> they did. Like, in any number of other ridiculous cards. On some level, these are kind of the, um, like, logical extension of Omnath. Mm -hmm. In that... Omnath is a creature that replaces itself and gives you back its mana that you paid for it. Yeah. We want a spell we want a spell that puts you up a card and gets you back the mana that you paid for it. <laughs> so like I could see where like the play pattern was, oh, I'll cast this five mana spell, I'll draw two, and I'll cast a four drop. Right? That's not a good play pattern. Oh, th there's no way that card can be Why? 
because you just Seagate. Yeah. You just turn five Seagate, draw seven cards, have no max hand size. They gave us Fires of Invention. <laughs> it's a five mana draw seven. Hey, I was thinking just Genesis Ultimatum. It's a five mana draw five, cast three spells. Yeah. Right. So, again, the post has been taken down. I did yeah. not get to see it. This was relayed to me by a bearded man on a YouTube video. That so, wasn't me? That wasn't you. So, I cannot 100% vouch for its validity. But just hearing them, yeah, I didn't automatically think, oh, no, they, could, they wouldn't print that. <laughs> Nothing surprises you anymore. No. No. Like, the fact that, like... They even try to balance cards now. Just like I'm like, you did? Congratulations. <laughs> like, oh you made the you made the green black command a sorcery? Yeah, at least you tried a little at bit. At least you tried, yeah. At least you tried. <laughs> yeah, gosh, there's gonna be like At least it's not Veil of Summer. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I saw those, I heard those and I was just like, Okay. You know what? The command the 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 ultimatums weren't good enough. You know what we need to do? We need to just have them cost like two mana. Yeah. Or like, could you imagine the 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 five mana spell and you're just like, I'll play my Dream Devourer or whatever his name is. Yeah. And then I'll foretell it for two. Whew. And then I'll cast it on turn four. Yeah. With mana left over. <laughs> yeah. Hold up miscast. We're doing it. I was just like, oh, those can't be real. But then they probably could be. So, like, if you would have told me before I saw the Vorian Clicks that Vorian Clicks was in the set, in Kaldheim, I would have been like, no. (laughs) And was, like, just doubling season? Yeah. I'd have been like, nah. So, if you would have told me that Jingataxius is in the set, and it's an omniscience for instants and sorceries... Okay, I can believe you. And also, like, Chancellor's your opponent. <laughs> yeah. Is, is a Chancellor... Yeah, it's sure. sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense, right? It's like, what do you get? You get to cast a free spell. And then yeah. it has to do something for your against your opponent. It counters their spell. No spells for you. No spells for you, yeah. So, I totally believe that there is going to be a Praetor in this set. I, feel, yeah, I mean, it would make sense. I feel like what they're doing is like working. As it would actually, it would make sense that it's Jinka Texas also. Cause like he's the blue wizardy one. Yeah. He is the wizardy one. But, but you could see like, you know, maybe in the dungeons of dragon set, there's a Praetor. And then mm-hmm. in the, and then in the Innistrad set, there's yeah. a Praetor. And yeah. like, it's building up to like, the fall set of like yeah. 2022 mm-hmm. being Phyrexia. Could be. Right. Where you're like, you're like kind of like they did with the Eldrazi's, the Eldrazi's or like Kaladesh, right? You had Tez. Oh yeah. He yeah, was yeah. working for a bolus. Yeah. Working towards war of the spark, working towards war of the spark. Well, or in the Ravnica block. Yeah. Right. You can see the same thing where they just like slowly, like, Introduce new players to the Praetors. Yeah. 
What are these things that are totally overpowered and have random Frixian words, uh, random scribbles on them? This oh, is this interesting. is Jenga Texas, destroyer of formats. Yeah. Like, oh, cool. Cool. It's like all the things you didn't like about Teferi plus yeah. omniscience. Woohoo. <laughs> Woohoo. Yeah, your opponent flashes it in and you're like, well, I have one removal spell. I can never use it. Yeah. Cool. I have to wait till so... I draw another spell. <laughs> and then hope you don't use your free spell to counter it. Yeah. So Elishnorn has to be the, the end boss, right? I guess. I, I don't know the story well enough to know, like, who is the biggest, baddest of the Praetors. Uh, I mean, Elishnorn is. Okay. Which means we've got Urabras and Shieldred. Yeah. And, like, Shieldred's got to be on Ennistrad. That makes sense. So Urabrask is in Dungeons and Dragons? I guess. Like, they could skip over Dungeons and Dragons with it, since it's like a summer set, and they yeah, don't always like, drive the drive the story. Yeah. So yeah. you can see, like, Urabrask, and then... Um, Urabrask... Uh, no, uh, Shieldred on Innistrad. Urabrask yeah. in the winter set. Yeah. Elish Norn in the spring set. And then Some... whatever happens in Phyrexia is the fall set. Yeah. Yeah. Right, like they're all going to get like things. Because apparently like Vorinclux was on Keldheim to get like World Tree Sap. Oh, okay. Uh at least that's what I got from uh Magic Arcanum. Oh uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't done any of the the story behind yeah. Keldheim yet. He does like twenty five minute videos. That's like as much story as I can take. Yeah, he's the guy from. He used to be on TCG. Yeah, he used to be on TCG Player, yeah. and then he went. Uh, I don't know what happened, but he went independent. Yeah. But yeah, so that's that's what I, what I got. Is he was there for World Tree Sap. Hmm. And if if God of War taught me nothing, World Tree Sap gives you a, a stat boost. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming that the Frexians are trying to get a stat boost. They're trying to get like plus one strength permanently or something. Perfect. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, you could see like they just like each of the next sets just has a Praetor. But yeah, yeah. so we could be setting up for Phyrexia in like a year and a half. Alrighty then. Yeah. Uh, you know, episode 200 can be like, welcome to Phyrexia or whatever. <laughs> so... All right, so I think after some wild baseless speculation, we have a show. Yeah, that's probably a good place to wrap it up. Everybody right. loves some wild baseless speculation. Yeah. If you'd like to 100% not hold me accountable for anything I just talked about, you can tweet <laughs> at me at Casual Tripod. Yeah, you can also hit us up on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG. You can email us show at Casual Tryhard MTG.com. Don't forget about our TCG Player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Uh, we also have our Patreon, patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg if you want to support us a little bit more directly. We have our Discord, should be a link down below, link on social media. Get at us. Let us know what you want to hear about. Let us know how you like the content that we're putting over on YouTube. Give us your comments, questions, concerns. Let us know what you think we can do better. And I think that's it, right? Well, there is one more thing before we go. 
Anthony over on uh, the Casual Tryhard Legends of Runeterra podcast has an actual Legends of Runeterra pro player on for an interview. Wow. How's he outdoing us already? I, I don't know. I don't know. So <laughs> I mean, we're 110 episodes in and we haven't had any pros on. I know, I mean, we're, we're semi-pro. It's fine. So he has... That is correct. I had a pro point at one point. You had two. Yeah. I had one. So you're ahead of me. You're twice the <laughs> pro I am. Woohoo! So this player's name is... Uh, I guess his screen name is Jason Sational. He okay. top 16 the first seasonal tourney, uh, oh, which is kind of like their pro tour. And he's the number three player on the North North American server. Wow. And he just qualified for the second seasonal uh, tourney. So awesome. he's kind of a big deal. And he's yeah. talking to Anthony on his podcast this week. Awesome. I'll have to check that out. What day does it come out? It comes out on Friday. So the day after us. Cool. Yeah. I'll have to look forward to that. I'll be interested to see, uh, see how that conversation goes. Yeah. So now I think we're done. So with that... We'll catch you on the internet. We'll catch you on the internet. <laughs>